It is the first Sunday after Christmas, and today we'll be exploring the Epiphany story, better known as the story of the wise men. This is often a bit of a footnote to our Christmas pageants, but it is especially resonant on this New Year's Day. Our text this morning comes from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. Listen now for the word of God. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, asking, Where is the child who has been born king of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising and had come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened and all Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for it, so it was written by the prophet, And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem and saying, Go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word, so that I may also go and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out. And there ahead of them went the star that they had seen at its rising, until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. And then opening their treasure chest, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please pray with me. God of winding paths and slow revelation, meet us here in this word. Show us what we need to know and how to live in a way that embodies wonder and love. Quiet all the distractions within and without. In and through this, your holy word, shape us into the people you had in mind at creation. Amen. So the wise men, or the magi, are a little mysterious in their own right. It's unclear as to whether there were three or more, whether they were understood to be kings or just astrologers. But what Matthew wanted us to remember when he wrote this story down is that God met those people in a faraway place and a different culture and a different faith tradition and led them to the good news of the birth of Jesus by way of an unexpected star. The Magi were students of the stars. By studying the constellations and the movements of the heavens, they interpreted current events and made predictions about the future. In some ways, they knew what to expect. But the star mentioned in this story, it wasn't on any map that they had. It wasn't a star they'd seen before. And what's more, it, it moved. It beckoned them and they followed. They interpreted the star as marking the birth of a significant king, but they didn't know where it would lead. They didn't know what kind of king they would encounter. They just felt a pull to find out. They were curious. They were filled with wonder. And so they followed that curiosity and wonder. They followed the star. What I find so interesting in rereading the story this year is that the Magi, accustomed to traveling by starlight and going into the unknown, 
they don't operate completely outside the box because when they drew near to the area where King Herod ruled, they checked there first. Surely a new king would be the son of the current king. Or the current king would know of a newborn king in a nearby province. This wild, strange star drew the Magi to a faraway land, and when they got there, they did what anyone would expect them to do. They checked in with the local king. Imagine their confusion when Herod said he knew nothing of any newborn king. Perhaps the Magi had asked other kings the same question, but none of them, but Herod, had requested an update so they could pay their respects too. So even while doing this strange thing like following a star, they still operated within a certain set of expectations of how things are supposed to work, how the world was. So some additional context here uh, that might be helpful is that it seems like the Magi traveled for a long time to find Jesus, maybe even two years. Right after this passage in Matthew, Joseph was warned in a dream that it wasn't safe for them to stay in Bethlehem and they should go to Egypt. Just after that, Matthew told the story of the horrific massacre of the innocents. Herod was so terrified at the possibility of being overthrown that he ordered all male boys two years and under to be killed. This detail of two years and under implies that the timeline of Jesus' birth and the Magi's arrival was longer than we might typically think. The Magi saw a special star at its rising, somehow intuited that it was related to the birth of a Messiah, and set out on their way to follow the star. The fact that it took them so long to get there is curious. Either they lived an incredible distance away, or following the star was not a linear process. After all, it was a new star. There was no set of instructions for following it. It was just there in the sky. We can't know for sure why it took them so long, but I, I think it's fair to speculate that it was because the path was circuitous, that it was winding and somewhat ambiguous. The star itself was clear enough. It seemed to move. It seemed to lead them onward somehow. It was a clear sign. But in other ways, it wasn't that clear. Perhaps there were nights when they couldn't see it beyond the clouds. Perhaps there were whole seasons where they seemed to be going in circles. But the Magi didn't seem frustrated by this nonlinear process. I think today many of us struggle when a path is not linear, when there are not steps to follow in a particular order that will yield positive results. The fact that it took them so long that the path seemed to be both clear and ambiguous could be seen as reasons not to go. To quit, especially once the Magi encountered the violent and scheming Herod, it would make sense to go home to what had most likely been a life of safety. I wonder if we can think of the Magi's journey to find Jesus as a kind of metaphor for the life of faith. We all long for meaning and purpose, for connection to God and others, to something bigger than ourselves. We study the stars and the signs, too, literally and figuratively. We study the landscape in front of us. We study the relationships that we inhabit. We do all of this studying and searching to find ways to interpret life's events and guess at what the future might bring. And in terms of our life of faith, somewhere along the way, something caught our attention and nudged us in the direction of Jesus. 
Something sparked our curiosity. Something made us wonder. Maybe it was a literal star in the sky. More likely, it was something more subtle. Maybe it was a neighbor who had a warm and joy-filled, gracious presence, no matter how difficult their circumstances were. Maybe it was someone else's kind smile, a heartfelt prayer, a hymn that resonated with your life experience more than spoken words ever could, the way the sunlight turns dust to glittering gold, the immensity of the ocean waves crashing against the shore, a poem that took your breath away, a scripture that unlocked a sense of comfort or challenge or both. These are all kinds of stars, all signs, all invitations to curiosity and wondering. The challenge comes when we try to merge this open-minded wondering about God's leading with the way that our culture says things should work and the way that we long for things to work. We want things to be clear and straightforward and easy. A star that led the Magi straight to the stable just a few weeks with no detour to King Herod, no need to evaluate expectations and use intuition and discernment to figure out the next steps and how to get home. We want a neon sign to drop out of the sky (laughs) and tell us, date this person or take this job or move to this city. It's going to take three more months and then you'll start to feel better. But the signs that we get, the stars that we're invited to follow, it's wayfinding. It's feeling your way through the room of, in the dark. It's following just a brief glimpse of brilliance here and there. The life of faith and the process of becoming a disciple of Jesus can feel ambiguous and definitely nonlinear. We wonder if we're going in the right direction. We wonder if what we're doing with our lives, our jobs, and our relationships, and our choices are aligned with what God wants for us. And we're impatient for change, for justice, for God's kingdom to be fully realized. It can be hard to see how or even if our actions matter. It can feel like we're wandering in circles. After the Magi met with Herod, they agreed to tell him when they found the newborn king, and they followed the star some more. It finally stopped moving after all those years of wandering. When they saw the star had stopped, Scripture says they were overwhelmed with joy. A closer translation phrases it this way, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. It's like they could not emphasize enough how joyful they were. And a couple weeks ago here in worship, we talked with our children about what joy is, how it's not just feeling happy, that it's feeling happy and grateful at the same time. It's something that makes us smile, but not just because it's funny or pretty or nice, because it's something wonderful that's been done for us or to us and with us. It's something we're grateful for. It's something we can tell matters. When the star stopped, the Magi rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. I'm sure some of that was relief that their journey was over, that they'd made it. They'd found the catalyst for this new star. They had figured it out. They found the newborn king. But I think a bigger part of it was realizing that all of the previous signs, all of the glimpses of the star, had led them to the real deal, to something life-changing. And all the stars that we follow, all of the little signs and synchronicities, all of the nudges and moments of intuition, 
all of the curiosities and wonderings that have led us forward on a path where we can't see beyond the next right step. All of those things are leading us to something, to someone more real, more transformative, more truly loving than we can ever comprehend. All of the stars that we follow, all of the small signs we are shown, even when we want the big neon arrows, all of them are leading us home to the heart of God. All of them are leading us to the manger, to the God with us, a God who loves you so much that God wanted to walk alongside you no matter what. A God who desperately wants you to believe that you're not alone. A God who is nearby in every moment, extending grace upon grace upon grace. The story of the Magi reminds us that even though the journey may be long, even though at times it may feel like we're wandering in circles, God is leading us onward. God is directing the star. God is pulling and nudging us forward to the things that we are designed to be and to do. The challenge of this story for us today is to trust that God will show us the way. No matter how confused or weary or scared we are, God is leading us. So how do we cultivate that trust? Our inclination is still to want to know the whole picture, to know every twist and turn that will happen, to know how we'll get there. And perhaps we cultivate that trust by just following the example of the Magi. They couldn't see the whole picture. They could only see the next right step. Day by day, night by night, they followed the star on to the next town and the next and the next until they ended up where they were meant to be. So as we face a new year together with more unknowns, perhaps weary from the year that has just ended, can we narrow our gaze to just the next small step in front of us? Can we allow ourselves to be curious, to wonder, without immediately shutting it down as silly or too out there? I wonder if we can loosen our dependence on our expectations and follow strange signs and glimpses of starlight. I wonder if we can try to trust that God will meet us there in the darkness, in the unknown, with exceedingly great joy. Whatever we are discerning, whatever pull or call we are sensing, we can pray, God, show me the next right step. And we can pray that over and over again, waiting for the clarity that we need. We can be curious. We can allow ourselves to wonder without rushing to a linear solution. This story reminds us that God is faithful to provide. God is faithful to lead us to the next right step and beyond. This is good news. Amen.